you are listening to the Cigar Noise Boys. Well, I'm rather upper class high society, God's gift to ballroom notoriety. And always, and I always fill my ballroom. The event is never small. The social pages say I've got the biggest balls. ACDC, baby. Let's go. Okay. Was that the mm-hmm. first time you've ever gotten it right? <laughs> Man. ACDC. Big right. balls. Right. So did, did, did he give you the, uh, the, the, there was no hints on that? Like he, you, no? Okay. He, he never gets it. I'm always doing usually classic rock. I've done a few okay. hip hop or rap. Well, it, it's uh, when you take out like the flow of the song, <laughs> it makes it really difficult because because you, you have to like yeah. you have to pay attention to the to the lyrics. I try to mess up the cadence mm. a little bit, throw them off, and it always generally works. Uh, what's up, everybody? This is Dom Tyler. Uh, this week joined by Mike Rosales of Roma Craft. Hello, guys. Thanks for having me on. Hope you guys are having a good night. Listen, thank you all the. Uh, Hundreds of uh, listeners that are listening. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. Um, Damn it. We're gonna make this go. We're, we're gonna make this go. I mean, we, we do have. Talking. We're gonna we're gonna boost this up. We have like uh, four or five different countries. Sweet. How many Patreon account members you like, guys have? That like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or what's that? What's that? Um, the the girl one. Like they f- you follow these girls' accounts mm-hmm. and they send like. Laundry mm. photos or something. I've heard of the. I've heard some of the cigar thugs that do that, but I. I've never, never seen the proof. I've heard rumors and speculations, <sighs> but never seen the actual pudding. You know what I'm saying? Well, did you hear about that chick yeah. who, if you send her ten bucks, they'll send nudes, and then that money goes to save uh, Australia's koala bears. That took I've off. Not. No. Yeah, I don't. I don't obviously have as much free time as uh, you do, Tyler. So I have a lot of uh, downtime. <laughs> Um, that's fair both my jobs all right um, so uh so you're in central time and then you're on the west coast is that right dom that is correct yeah what what part of california fremont so bay area all right so um so i'm here in austin texas it is uh about 7 15 nighttime and uh so that uh now that i know where everybody is is located uh there's nothing i can really do with that but at least i have a better sense of where you are (laughs) so well, um, that it's all right because it uh, works into okay. the first question. Uh, so you've done a good amount of traveling, Smidge. I believe. Do you see uh, stereotypes in cigar smokers across state lines? So, California cigar smokers—are we pretentious compared to the rest? No, I wouldn't um, say it's necessarily. I, if I'm following the question right, and you can kind of expand on it in a second, I would say it actually is not necessarily regional. But it's this it's the status of the store and how the perceived owner um, would and what I mean by that, for example, um, so in in Phoenix, Arizona, right um, you have uh, Bolton's uh, spot. Are you guys familiar with him? He, ambassadors? he has a dab at yeah, ambassadors, right? Yeah. Um, it's very much a suit and tie kind of organization. it's a it's a very nice. Um, location, but then in not too far away from him is you have Sam and Rosie at Fine Ash Cigars, and 
you know, it's, it's wild and it's a party and it's, um, it's very familiar, you know, family style. Like, you know, if you're, if, if you, you know, if Rosie thinks that you're hungry, she's going to go buy you a pound of food and like make you eat it. And, you know, and they stay open till, you know, two or three o'clock in the morning. So, um, and I think you kind of see that, uh, in city to city across the nation, you know, so, and what I mean by that, if you like, even up in, uh, like where Tyler lives, you know, you have, um, you know, a couple cigar shops that actually have a, a completely different culture, even though they're in the same city. But if you were to scale them out, that, that it, you know, I think the pecking order is, is all based on from, um, so let me ask you this, Tyler, like in your area, like, what would you say like the most prestigious store would be that, uh, that, that, that you are aware of, like, like in your area? Um, for us, well, like who's um, the TAA premier, um, um, Metro, which you went to their new one, I believe when you yeah, were yeah, up here, nice. Metro right. has a, a brand new shop there. Um, uh, Jen is on the TAA, Paul is on the, the PCA and, um, you know, they got a new shop, but the, the, and I'm not just saying this cause I work at like country cigars now, but as far as like. Uh, well, Yulee's is no, Yulee's has been around forever. That's downtown, you know, it's got, um, uh, it's, but that's more of like a pipe, um, thing. I, it's, I think like country, like when you go out of state, people have heard of, of like country cigars because, of uh, the old owner is down in Maryland built, built it from nothing. It's a, it's in a nice part of, uh, um, the town and, um, like we're known for bringing in. Um, like giving smaller brands a shot and then, um, sure. and then bringing them like we do the, this big event called little small Well, it's big to us. We get 300 people. Um, we get about 20 retailers. We're hoping I gave John the, the dates. It's going to be June 15th. Um, so it all depends. I mean, if you're looking for, we're like a typical lounge, you know, we have nice, uh, we've done a lot since Mike, you've been there. We redid the uh, members lounge and, uh, um, but you would so call a lot that, different now. You wouldn't call that. That's not a stuffy or pretentious kind of environment. No. Your store, your store. So let's say, let's say for example, we don't have those here, right? Or if you drop down into Chicago, right? You have up down, um, yeah, you have uh, Casa Monte Cristo, you know, you have like these like Biggs. higher end kind of, kind of, you know, yeah. Biggs mansion. Right. So you have, uh, in the same market, in the same area, you have, you know, different levels of, of service. And with service, it all really kind of com- comes down to the owner-operator and how they present themselves. And then typically from there, from this top down, is is how you kind of have, you know, everyone else kind of falls in line. Meaning, you know, if you go to Nat Sherman in, in Manhattan, right, everyone there that works there work, wears a, you know, a suit jacket and a tie and, you know, looks like Michael Herklotz, right? So you have, mm-hmm. like, they just kind of rolled out of a GQ magazine. And then, you know, around the corner, you know, back in the day, there was Cigar Inn, and they would have a completely different atmosphere. You know, they had DJs, and it was packed, and it was loud, and they stayed open all night long, and it was like this party environment. So you see what I'm, so I guess what I'm trying to mm-hmm. say is, across the United States, instead of saying regionally you have these subsections of, of owner-operator or consumers that are, maybe pretentious or, or, you know, um, you know, I think it really comes down from the owner operator kind of down Yeah. now on the flip side of that. So 
California, especially kind of in LA, kind of down to South uh, San Diego, uh, which I guess is uh, um, Southern Cal, even though I don't necessarily consider Los Angeles. Um, yeah, so so I, don't, I, don't, I don't, I don't consider yeah. <laughs> LA part of that, but I can, I understand why, you know, I would say kind of orange down, but whatever. Um, I'm not trying to make anybody upset, but uh, like, I don't, I don't pronounce Greenwich. I like, you know, it's Greenwich. There's, you know, Greenwich <laughs> is phonetically spelled completely different than, you know, the way that they say it. But anyway, I, I digress, but um, I would say that, uh, you know, that the, the Southern SoCal people are known to smoke Cubans, right? So mm-hmm. if you go into a lot of the, the humidors in, in that region and area, you'll find quote unquote, you know, Cubans and it's it predominantly in that market is, is the primary cigars that are sold, right? They're not even, you know, they have their little walk-in humidor, but then they, if you know the special handshake, give them a pound and a little dab. You know, they'll take you and, and show you the back humidor. And then, you know, so from that perspective, I say you could look at it and go regionally. Maybe that there's a different type of clientele for certain types of cigars that are presented to them. Now, so, the Cuban thing, is that to avoid all the, the taxes or is that to say that's their palate? Well, I think there's a little. Or because there's closer to Cuba. California is definitely not co- closer to Cuba. <laughs> Uh, so if we look at it, we look at a map. Cuba's down here. It's on, literally down here by Florida. <laughs> I'm not not a geography teacher. No, I was I was speaking in a relation to uh, where oh, I am, okay. Northern California. Well, maybe, uh, yeah. I'm not comparing it to Texas. California yeah. is over on the the west coast, right? And and Cuba's kind of on the east coast. But uh, I think Milwaukee's, Milwaukee's best coast to uh, Cuba than California. Um. <laughs> No, here's the thing though, Mike, and this is this is one thing I'm kind of obsessed about is I've been uh, Wisconsin's a weird cigar market, you know. Um, it's a you can't open up any new shops um, because of the smoking ban. You got to be grandfathered in. We're spread out apart, and a lot of people in the Midwest are fucking cheap. You know, they're like you had um, at the event uh, we had with you. It was a great event. We had yeah. uh, one of my good buddies, Tron, bought five boxes of Roma Craft that night. Um, but then you see people who trapped you in the corner who didn't buy one single fucking cigar. They come to an event and not spend the fucking penny. You know, that's how, that's how cheap people are here. I'm just saying. Well, but, let, um, me, let, me, let me ask you this question, right? Because this is, this is, you have to kind of expand on that. So let's, let's, say, let's say I came, I'm, I'm that guy and I didn't buy a cigar, but I came to talk to, you know, Tyler made a cigar. I want to come out and support Tyler. See Tyler. And That's let's not say, support. Okay. but what if, what if I, I, over the course of the week had bought some product, would that count? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying they just don't spend money with you in general. In general. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, uh, if you go to a strip club, but you're not paying the gal, you just want to talk to her. Yeah. Is it better if you pay her? Is that better to pay her? What if you just want to talk, have a conversation with somebody, yeah, a human sure. being? A little one-on-one, little interaction. I mean, um, so I would say <laughs> that uh, that's it, that's a tricky conversation. I know right? it because, is. It's, because it's, it goes, yeah. Because if I'm, let's say, you know, um, if I have bought product or I am a, I'm a consumer, or if I don't even like the person's cigar, but yet I think they're good people and they are in town. And I know they're going to be at a certain location. I would go over there and say hello. Like so, we have 
now I'm a little different, right? But around the corner from us, we have a cigar shop called Havana House. And, you know, once a month, you know, somebody pops in, they usually stop here, say hello, and then they head over there and do their event or vice versa. And, you know, I will go in, but I usually try to buy whatever the promotional kind of, you know, even if I don't even like their cigars, but I go over there to support. And I understand what you're saying. Support is a financial kind of thing where, you know, if they just showed up, you don't look at it as support. You look at it as, um, well, I mean, there's other ways you can support if you're broke or cheap. You can share the posting on Facebook. You can post in one of those dumb Facebook groups. Um, you know, you could you could promote it that way. But um, I just my thing was, and I'm not asking you to buy a box. You know, buy a buy a four pack, get one free. Yeah, buy the, the the regular th- the, the 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 entry value kind of. Whatever you know, the the four and one or three and one or, or whatever. Yeah, and and at the price point of your guys' stuff, you know, it's that's a, that's a no brainer, man. Um, there, it's hard for me to uh, to find the better cigar in the humidor than the the intemperance um, line. In fact, uh, I just bought a, a bundle of the um, the EC in the petite robusto size because I just this is. Yeah, virtue. That's I knew that's what it was. Because, like, I I'll smoke when I'm working. I smoke a lot of cigars, and it's I've been changing. I I used to end the night with a, a knuckle dragger, or a um uh, uh Neanderthal uh Huxty or whatever you however you call it. But now I've been I've been ending the night with something milder, which is um which is weird. You know, it's um. But uh, what are you smoking over there? So this is the uh, yeah no it's it's the craft uh, 2019 that we did with the candela version on it so I don't know for the all the listeners that, that are not watching they can see it um, <laughs> but yeah so this was a cigar project that we did with the with a shop in Jeffersonville Indiana last year uh, I think there was about you know 150 250 boxes that went out um, so it's a uh, it, no I just I, I like to smoke on these they're they're delicious so since this was a, a special event. With some special company, I figured I'd break out something a little unique and smoke it in front of. I them. appreciate that. Uh, yeah, Dom doesn't smoke cigars. We're trying to get him uh, from else. I'm um, sorry, what? Yeah, Tyler, what do you smoke? Dom doesn't smoke. You just are a concierge. <laughs> oh, I, I know nothing about cigars. Well, no, it's a, it's a. I smoke like three days a week, so nowhere near weed? as much as smoke Tyler. Weed? He's a teacher. I do not. That's actually that's kind of why I got into cigars because I went to school at UC Santa Cruz, and everybody smokes weed, um, and I kind of felt left out, but it just didn't look like my thing. Uh, I'd rather drink, so I started smoking cigars. That's okay, what that's are you drinking on. on the on the show? Oh, here we go. <laughs> well, uh, oh, behind no, behind me. Well, no, I'm not. That's a growler. Does it look like a bong? I, yeah. I Last see, guest said I it was a, looked okay. like a bong. But yeah. Gal from Crownhead thought it was okay, a bong. Okay, I'm going to move that. Mm. Mm. Did, um, he start going, did he start kind of scratching I'm his neck? On... Like, you know, dang, I need some of that. Like, was he like, <laughs> yeah. you know, no, did, it, like did it trigger something? Yeah. No? Okay, just checking. <laughs> no, but they they were admiring I'm, each other's uh, beards, though, quite a bit. Oh, a yeah, no, it, it is a uh, very magnificent beards, both of them. It's my mm. winter beard. But I'm sipping on a Four loco. Because I haven't had a Four loco in okay. five years, and I didn't sleep much last night. You were nervous night. about this, Don. Because uh, I was Mike. I mean, no, I was I was cooking beans, and I forgot to 
So oh, have you ever left your beans on the on the so, cook and they they kind of burn up? That's the worst ever. I my housemate done that, and it That's sticks horrible. to the pan. It's yeah. terrible. It I, I lived in Costa Rica, and I had a I had a uh, so I lived with the family for the first month before I moved out on my own, and um, I think I was like eighteen or nineteen at the time, and uh, they would do black beans. Everything in Costa Rica is like black beans every day. So whatever they make at nighttime. Uh, you eat for dinner, and then whatever is left over, they make this thing called gallo pinto, which is like oh, beans and that. rice, um, and then you know with some fried eggs on top of it. And then, but uh, mm. so the funny thing about it is, I don't know how much you know about you know uh, like black beans. When I first got down there, I would go into the uh, I would go to, you know you'd eat lunch, or you go to dinner, or whatever, and you go into the restroom, and you would see all the dudes like just like brushing their teeth, man, going crazy, you know, just fucking getting at it, right? I'm like. For two, three weeks, man, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I've I've been in the states. I mean, I brush my teeth in the morning, brush teeth in the afternoon, or you know, nighttime, and um, but never nothing like this diligently, right? <laughs> and then, so uh, I actually had a date, and um, anyway, so uh, she asked me, she said, "Hey, can you do a bean check?" And I'm like, "What?" And so she leaned over, and she smiled at me to make sure that she didn't have like a bean jacket on her on her teeth, right? Oh my god! And I was like. That's why these dudes are in the fucking in the in the, in the bathroom brushing their teeth like crazies because they don't want to go around, you know, fucking, you know, a bean check, a bean. That's what they call the bean jacket. So <laughs> it's a horrible thing. <laughs> nice. Mike got on his knees. He was good. <laughs> good ready. Oh man. Anyways, I'm smoking a uh, a Pro Magnum bandable. Uh, no, Mastodon. It's the box press. Uh, okay. Uh, mandible. Uh, when did yeah. this come out? Two years ago. Uh, first release was probably yeah probably I want to say uh, fall of 2018. The first yeah, release. it's smoking. It's smoking really good. It's really um, it's really sweet. I like it a lot. I don't know if that's um, when's when's the Cro-Magnon coming back out? Um, so we'll start shipping all the Cro-Magnon probably in February, February, March, and April. Nice. Um, so. Uh, so even though I'm not smoking now, I'm pretty sure two days ago I smoked a Neanderthal okay. LH. Uh, so it was with small batch blind reviews. This I'm, I'm planning on posting this probably the weekend. So uh, the blind review will be revealed small on batch Friday. in California, but okay, those are my yeah, yeah, Tyler, Maximar, Cigar yeah, Lounge, yeah, Andrew, yeah, I'm the Andrew, California, I'm sorry. yeah, Andrew, and, uh, sorry, Tyler. Yeah, wrong Tyler. Andrew. Yes. Andrew from Smallback. They're good people. Dude, so they sent you it they sent you a LH to review? Well, I do blind review, so I have okay. no clue what it is. Um it was just I really enjoyed it. And Tyler, if uh any of the SOS people are out there, Sultan's a smoke, I did give it a box worthy. So I'm hoping it's Neanderthal because I do like that cigar a lot. Mike what, so on with this blind review, what they do is they recommend um, they they give flavor notes what they would pair it with and then um, a recommendation on how to purchase it. Now the salt and the smoke they gave Dom some heat because of his rating system, but so Dom doesn't buy boxes because he has a travel humidor or a humidor. Yeah, nice so desktop. he never buys boxes. So, um, but I'm like that's fucked up. You know, you can't have a rating. Then your rating should be either um, single or five. <laughs> because you don't buy boxes doesn't mean you can't rate something a box. 
You can say, really? yeah, but I, I, but I understand where you're going. It's like, well, box further. like if I could buy a box or a shit, you know, if I had space for a box, I would buy a box. Yeah, it's not. I don't buy boxes, it's like if, so if I can't rate this a box buy because I don't have the space for it. You're so they called you out on their podcast. Would I I'm spend like busting your balls in person? Drew was no, it was on their podcast, but um, I talked to Moo Cow because he's also one of the oh, small okay. batch reviewers. Okay. Interesting. But I, I figure I haven't nailed this down. But if I'm gonna spend twenty five dollars yeah. or more on a cigar, I'd consider that box. That's worthy. fair. That's fair. Um, Mike, yeah, sir. Go ahead. Um, did you see the the review from Developing Palettes on the Baca? Yes. They did a. Did you see the video? No. The video. The video video review review? a lot different than the written review. Oh, is it? I have to go check that out. I give give um, me give me the clip notes. Um, I'm not good at that, but I think. (laughs) No, I like those guys, Seth, uh, John, um. Aaron, so is it, is it? Did they did they poo poo on it? They rated it good, but based their rating now, you know, no one knows how Aaron how those guys rate. No one knows what those ratings mean. But um, that's inside joke or a joke everybody makes about it. But it seemed like they gave it a, a decent rating. You know, I think all in the high fives, sixes. But they said they were saying that the samples you guys gave out to media was different. Than the sam than the the product you guys shipped. Um. So, I know there's no. different sizes. No, I would say the, the 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 truth or the reality is is that the the cigars that they smoked at the trade show were fresh off the table, versus the stuff that we shipped out came out three or four months later. I think now this is where I'm bad. I should have took some notes. I think they were saying the stuff you shipped out was young. Well, that's a Which, fucking lie. Number one. So, Dom, put, put them in the, the dirt. Put, put, no, I'll tell you what, bro. We had three boxes each of the Baca. Um, they sold out fucking immediately, and I couldn't even get any from the shop. I work at. I had to order it from Small Batch. I had to order Baca from Small Batch because I couldn't get any at my shop, and people mm-hmm. are, are are fucking loving that cigar. So I don't. They had a totally different experience um, than I did. So they're so, looking forward to the bigger sizes. I will tell you, everything in our in our factory is super systematic. And what I mean by that is, is you know, intemperance ages uh, twelve weeks. Cro-Magnon, Octane, Neanderthal, Baca is sixteen weeks, right? So, so we work on on the weeks of the of the year, the calendar year, right? So it's fifty two weeks in a month. And uh, not that, not that the listeners can actually. Can can see us as my camera falls down. Um, but, um, what I think it's important to say is is that I can I can systematically look at the inventory sheet um, and look, look at the the production schedule and tell you exactly when it's made, and I can tell you exactly when we anticipate it being packaged, shipped, um, transit, logistic times from end to end. And so um, so for anybody to make a claim that we would send something out young is, is, is just not true. And what, and so this is an inventory sheet. I don't know how well you can kind of see that, but these yeah. are the columns of the week, right? So each column of these, so this is week 34. So I know, you know, like the easiest way to do it is if like, if it's week one of the year, so January one will go into its aging 
uh, area after it's been made. And then kind of week 16, it gets pulled. Once it gets pulled, they sort it by color variation and then, you know, textures, thicknesses, and then they go into sorting. And then from sorting, it goes into packaging. And then once it gets into packaging, everything in week one would get boxed up. Everything in week two would get boxed up and it would get shipped out to us, right? Okay. The moment that you put cellophane on top of a cigar, the aging process, the humidity is kind of trapped. So you're not going to get anything, no, nothing, you're going to get anything beyond that cigar once you put cellophane on it, right? So it's kind of like whiskey uh, that way. I don't know, man. I, because once you bottle whiskey, it doesn't it, really it, age, it, right? Well, I don't know. I've I've had um, I I believe that that is correct. I've had some older whiskey that I've tried where I was like, man, that's fucking really good. So I don't I I'm not a I'm not an expert on that, but I would tell you, yeah, you I are. think the, the 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 similarities are very very <laughs> true, right? So I'm not saying you couldn't age a cigar. Let's say you had a humidor and you wanted to age those cigars. They always say that if you want to age them for a long period of time, you would lower the humidity down to about a, a 63, 64, 62, somewhere in that. You would take the cellophane off, right? And then you would kind of rotate those cigars over a long period of time. And then, you know, in two or three years, you would have a different experience, right? Now, there is a thing called bottle fermentation on bottles. It's like on beer that you could do that would basically, it would ferment in the bottle. And then over a period of time, it would change, right? So... Um, a bottle from 2008 of the Dogfish 120, which is really hoppy and in your face, as soon as you open the can, like a fresh can, uh, if you age that, it, like meaning you put it in a cool, dark area for three or four years and you open it up and you try it again three years later, it would be more like a barley wine. It would change. It would be a lot thicker and sweeter, right? So as the, as the sugar contents kind of start okay. to break down, it starts to ferment in the bottle. And then you would have a different experience. And so um, same thing would happen in the cigars. Um, the sugar content would kind of break down, which would cause the, the, the nicotine levels in the cigar to not be nearly as high as they are when they're first rolled. Uh, it's a, 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 the, the ammonia. So, for example, like if you had a saltwater fish tank, um, you know, there's, there's, you basically you want the ammonia levels to kind of to settle. Right. And then you would put your fish in or your coral in in a, in a fish tank, because whenever you add fresh water or salted water, the ammonia spikes. The same thing happens kind of with cigars in transit. Right. So if you got a fresh shipment of cigars, you'd want them to kind of settle before you smoke them. And the longer you kind of let the ammonias and the nitrates kind of settle down, the better the cigar enjoyment would be. So that go ahead. So yeah, so, so um, I wanted to ask you. So I hear that as uh, being called mm -hmm. rested. So just got my shipment in, smoked one. Needs right. a little bit that's of rest. A, that's a very fair thing. Uh, versus, I bought some cigars and I'm going to set them aside and mm -hmm. age them. Is there a difference? When does resting become aging? Is that a year long? Here we go. Is it Here we go. Two people want to know. I, well, that 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 that's that's a very that's a speculative. I mean, it really comes down to what consumer consumption really kind of dictates, right? So, for example, what I mean by that is is um, I I would say aging. If I have a collection of anything, whether it's bourbon, uh, cigars, or whatever, if I said I'm going to open this up on a special occasion, that means I'm looking down the line, right? So my son is born, my kid graduates. Uh, kids, you know, uh, something, something exciting happens in my life that would allow me to go to the back and pull out something that's super rare, ultra geeky and, and either drink or smoke or consume at some point. 
right? So that that to me, you know, if I'm yeah. looking at it in that perspective, then there are cigars that I think that are resting. So I think a good amount of time for a consumer to rest a cigar would be anything after three or four days, right? So I pull stuff out of my cabinet that I'm going to smoke. Tyler, you've been here. So I'll pull stuff out of the cabinet the night before. There'll be four or five cigars on my desk. And they'll sit out overnight. And then when I get to the office, I clip it, smoke it. And, and it's kind of, you know, you're allowing it to kind of breathe before you kind of get into it. So I think it really comes down to answer your question. It really comes down to are you aging would be long-term special occasion um, really in a cigar, no more than three years. Like I think the three year mark is kind of the prime uh, for a aged cigar. And then once you get past that, it's really going to be the, the flavors and depths will still be there, but the, the power will go away. Um, you know, and I think kind of, you know, that, that would be, you know, resting anything after three or four days and kind of within the next, week or two aging would be anything longer as up to three or four years. And nice. I, I want to touch base a little bit on that, uh, going back to the Baca. So one of the reviews, um, they kept talking about how they tasted, um, youngness. It was young wood. It tasted young, blah, blah, blah. Um, another one, this is a quote. I have smoked almost the entire Vitola offerings in the line at the following IP, following IPCPR 2019. Thank you, Skip, blah, blah, blah. And also, he smoked the cigars to the, that were released to the market in November. Both experiences have been very different. I found the wrappers that were on the sample provided to me by Skip were darker, and it went hand-in-hand -hand with what Skip told me about the wrapper he acquired. The samples I smoked that were released to stores had a lighter and more traditional Cameroon appearance. I also believe the samples he provided at the show had more age on them. Because of this, I believe the initial sample that I smoked to be superior to what hit shelves. I would have given a higher range of the cigars I smoked at and following the show than these Romocraft Baca Bantu that were purchased. I believe that they deliver a the, the prior release or the trade show samples deliver a superior flavor profile. And while it still had the traditional Cameroon quality, it was darker and heavier at the time. It's definitely a line that smokes better in certain offerings. And I find the smokes best in the pygmy and the hunter gatherer offerings. Um, a real quick, almost done. Um, even the uh, <laughs> just, these cigars need these cigars need oh. some aging time, and with that, they will be great. I would love to see how they smoke in six months. In some ways, Romacraft channeled Habanos essay: the cigars need a little bit of time to age. And if you if you get the if you're on the shelves, pick out the the between the lighter and darker, pick out the darker wrappers. So, but you're saying that the samples were young, and then the ones that were released were fully aged. So, I, that's just what. That's why reviews are weird. Cigar reviews because well, taste is super subjective. Um, I was yeah, yeah. I was Tyler. Are you trying to be smirch another reviewer to boost your uh, one puff reviews, Mike? I don't know if you've seen his uh, Instagram one puff cigar um, reviews. Yeah, uh, that's all, all you, you need. need. You, you need one puff, one puff. and then you need uh, an analogy. Between me and Dom, we have the market cornered on uh, sixty-second reviews. We at least have the most obscure references. Well, th this is this is what um, now texture and thickness. So there's a there's a lot of inconsistencies in Cameroon wrapper, right? Um, but because it's so expensive, you don't see this uh, the selection differentiating as scrutinized 
because you have to kind of make what you have go as far as you possibly can. Not that you wouldn't, you wouldn't sacrifice the quality, but what I mean by that is, is, is you, you know, you open up a box of Cameroon, whether that's the old, you know, Toronto Cameroon, uh, you know, anybody's right. Like there's just a super inconsistency in color, texture, and thickness. And so, um, but what I would find is that the flavor overall is um, there's a, there's a super, uh, there's a high consistency in, in how those kind of flavors smoke. So um, meaning like if you look at Habano and you had a lower priming uh, Habano and you, you tried to, you know, to smoke that versus like the Lajero that we use on the Aquitaine, you would find it completely different. Like the, the smoking experience just on the, on the, the same wrapper leaf, just on a different priming level. Right. So I think that that is um that is super true. Um, and I think that, um, you know, there's, you know, because of the inconsistencies, you're going to see, when you open up a box, you're going to see a lot of different color variation, right? And I don't think that has anything to do with whether the tobacco is young, fresher, or, or, you know, aged, right? It's just a, a byproduct yeah. of, of the way that it's produced. So as Tyler said earlier, I'm uh, more of a noob than him because mm-hmm. I don't work in a shop. But if, uh, let's say you, you're working with some, uh, you're using uh, some Lajero that's uh, a little bit more potent than a previous year trying to continue a line. Can you take maybe a uh, lower priming for uh, the surrounding filler to even it out? Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of things that you can do. I mean, I, I think um, if, you, if you look at it like, uh, let's, say, let's say, for example, um, you're cooking. Right, because I think that's something that we all kind of do, right? And mm-hmm. yeah, those and beans. so yeah, um, you know, if it's if it's kind of too spicy, you know, there are people who put a little bit of brown sugar, and and um, and if it's and if it's uh, if it's missing salt, you add salt. If it's too salty, you know, you add a little bit more, tom- you know, tomato sauce to it, right? So you can do a lot of things if you feel that it's uh, if it's leaning one way or the other. Um, Tyler, if you give me a second, I think we might have a, a special guest. Uh, oh boy, uh, even more special than I am. And actually, you can ask him about the the Baca and the Cameroon uh, from what we just talked about. Okay, and see what uh, what he has to say. Because he just walked in the room, he's not privy to the conversation we just had. So let's see what he has to say. Give me one second. Okay. How's our How's our sound? Good. Oh, so good. Muy bueno. What's there going on, Tyler? Nothing much. How you doing? Good. I feel like I'm I'm slumming it, but you're you're doing it from the runway, so. No, I'm actually doing it at a grocery store parking lot. There's That's somebody calling town. the police right now. <laughs> I was trying to do it in a Qdoba parking lot, try to get their Wi-Fi, but um, it wasn't working, and I think I was creeping everybody out. Well, so do we are we going to talk about the fact that you're the product of a C-section? Is that where we're going to start? <laughs> <laughs> well. Can you give a little background on that? First, I know you get annoyed. People say um, I'm baby skip, which hey, you know. You know what? You know why it's not true, Tyler. I don't see any stubble on your face. I can't throw anything, man. Yeah, I know. Look, man. Dead if, giveaway. If people are gonna say that we're related. That's an awesome. <laughs> I mean, you're a good dude, man. Thank you. I mean, if they were out there saying Juan Cancel or somebody like that was was related to me, then I'd be maybe a little offended. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was funny because you were saying. <laughs> I don't even want to repeat what you fucking said. It was pretty funny though. 
Um, uh, shit. So, did you? I don't even know, Mike. You want to give Skip the the rundown of what okay, I asked you? So, so he, he just gave. So, who was the? It was the developing palettes review, correct? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The so, the refined palettes of the of the of the tobacco review Audi. So he essentially said that the samples that we. No, it's it's not true. We we made all the cigars out of the same tobacco at the same time. You you know how it works. At our factory, if you have two pair rolling cigars, and those guys are rolling cigars, uh, like something like Baca, which was less than. 30,000 cigars, it takes them like five weeks. So the samples that we took to the show were the cigars we made in the first week. The cigars that were made in the second, third, fourth, and fifth week were the exact same tobacco, and they're just different sizes, right? So maybe they like to blend in that size better. But the whole idea that they were darker or whatever, there's so much color variation in all of those. If If you bought 20 boxes of Baca, you'd probably see eight or nine different colors, right? Um, yeah, so that was just the the nature of that rapper leap. But the, you know, whatever P- people say, what they're gonna say. Now, let me ask you this question: because I don't know how you you recall with with that kind of uh, acuity, you know, something that you smoked amongst a hundred other cigars you got at the trade show. Were the right? cigars yeah. that you made them at the trade show aged longer, or were they fresh off the table? I said they were that. actually aged less. Because they were probably only about two months old, where whether once we shipped them, they were about sixteen weeks, or they were about four months old. Right, that's what I said. Dude. Yeah, because much more. Fresh. But the big difference is the ones that shipped later came in cold months, which really affects the Cameroon a lot. Okay, yeah, because in the Cameroon. review there. Go on. No, Cameroon and Phoenix. Like if you, if you lit a cigar in a cigar shop and you walked outside from Cameroon. And- Mm-hmm. No, like I just thought it was, you know, it's reviews are, uh, I don't know. It's just like, um, it was a totally opposite experience. I mean, I had, I got a couple samples at the show. You, uh, I smoked a couple. You gave me in, in Nicaragua when I was down there in um, July. But it was just, I, I thought it was interesting that they said that the sample you gave them were aged and the ones you sent to the retailers were, were uh, fresh. And I'm like, eh, I don't, None of my dude. I mean, I mean, in, in Vegas, you walk. I walked around with cigars in my pocket, and I go to smoke them. The wrappers are all falling off. Yeah, I don't know. You're, I talk, you're talking about people who like, who couldn't identify a viso leaf from a seco leaf. I mean, what do you, they don't like I mean, chicken. I, don't I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying they don't like I chicken. Don't negative about those guys in particular, but you know, if know. even if you read those five guys' reviews. They all got one guy said it didn't draw. The other guy said the draw was perfect. One guy said it had these five flavors. Another guy said to five different flavors, none of which were the same as the other guy. Right. So just yeah. that whole process in and of itself should tell you that, that, you know, that the whole thing is completely subjective. So so that I don't even really know how to respond to that. Yeah, I'm sorry to, to, to even bring it up. I just I Tyler, you're stressing know, me out, man. Hey. Is, I got a question for Skip. Is it is this uh, creepy that I uh, you were talking about you used to review cigars and I, I probably a podcast or whatever? So I went back to your your old blog and I read some of your reviews. That's how a review should be, my opinion. 
Of course, that's how reviews should be. Hey, this is the thing. Let me tell you some information about it. I would buy it again. Yeah, right. and that's that's what uh, we're going to start doing at the shop I work at. We're just going to put a little blog thing, and we're going to talk about. I've, I'm, you know, I'm going to say it, it tastes. Uh, maybe one or two fucking flavor notes because I just taste basic shit. You know, I'm not tasting um, burrito. Oh man! From oh dude, when we talk about if we talk if we talk about the uh, Mexican Sandreas cigars we smoked this week, the two we uh, battled, I try to crank out some uh, California pretentious <laughs> notes. Well, well, don't, give up, don't give up. Don't but give up I on continue. your one puff review. That's Sean's favorite. Oh Sean! Oh, I'm glad Sean likes it. Um, <laughs> I'm running out, it, dude. It's tough because I only smoke the cigars I like. I did give like a Romeo, uh, like a four. Um, well, well, uh, I had a, I had one of these big review guys tell me a couple weeks ago that they don't have time to smoke the cigars they like because they have so many other cigars they have to review. Oh no, yeah, I heard that. Why the fuck do it? Why it's work. It if if you know the whole thing is you're not getting paid. It's not a job. So why not just share information about the cigars that you like? Like, why why does it have to be? I don't know. You, you know, whatever. This is my last. What, what do you want me thing to I say? Wanna, about no, cigar nothing. Reviewers. Um, fuck! I, I lost my train of thought. Uh, um, uh, let me throw this in. Skip, if you haven't checked out uh, Small Batch Cigars, uh, based in Maximar Cigar Lounge, California, I'm I'm like. 69% sure this Friday the one that I smoked was a Neanderthal LH. What? So more than 50. But anyway, I, I give it a box, which is very rare for me because I don't yeah. buy boxes. Um, And I do tear into cigars <laughs> that I don't like because it's blind. And uh, Dave and uh, the guys that had Maximar give me that uh, freedom. No, that's a Great. Have you ever been to that shop? It's a, I've been twice. That whole shop is um, a hot, hot mess. It's pretty sick. It's a great shop. And it's a great you know, owner. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I you know, you walk in, you go. Well, you have to make your way into the lounge, uh, or not the lounge, the uh, humidor. But yeah, you're just walking around these giant pillars, and uh, for me, it's great because it's the best humidor I've been in, best walking humidor. Well, so. But I haven't gone. To, I haven't gone to the one in the back, which is all their stock yeah. for yeah, uh, small batch. I, re- I remember what I was gonna say, and yeah, I love Coop, but I posted a uh, um a list of the top ten cigars. I went back and back and smoke, and uh, he he put a comment on there like, "How did you come up with this list?" I'm like, "Well, okay, time out. You know, I'm not in the media. It's just this is the cigars I smoke a lot of, and I had." Two Roma Craft, two Patina, because I smoke boxes of those cigars a year. You know? Did you so say? Like, did you say first off, fuck your bitch in the clicky claim. <laughs> fuck your bitch in the. <laughs> no, I didn't. I should have. Uh, um, Coop didn't have a single one of our cigars on his list, so whatever. No, it's a. Uh... Yeah. Are you gonna Are you gonna be a TPE? I know you said you got the Puro Sabor, right? No, Mike's going to be there. Um, I'm going to be in Nicaragua for the Puro Sabor. Um, we have a, we're members of the chamber, so I have to be there. But um, And it doesn't really make sense for me to fly up to Vegas for a couple of days. But yeah. Mike's, Mike's going to be there, and um, um, we'll have a small booth. Nice. Uh, quick, quick question. Uh, with the traveling you guys do, uh, going between Austin, Nicaragua, 
and around the states. What percentage of the year would you say you both are in headquarters? Like at the same time? Yes. Uh, Maybe 30 days a year. Dang. Yeah, so... Trying to do the math. I mean, I I spend about a month here (laughs) between around Thanksgiving. I spend about between four and six weeks here between Thanksgiving and the first week of January. And the rest of the year, I'm here probably one, two weeks every six, eight weeks, something like that. So... So you skip out on the hot uh, I'm here some of that, but usually and usually you, Mike will be okay. traveling when I'm here. Or when I'm here, I have to travel somewhere that Mike's not going. So, um, Is it going to be hard for you to get uh, for Fiorello to go back to Esteli after spending a month up here? No, she's fucking 27 pounds. She does what I want her to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, she, yeah, yeah, that's exactly how that goes down. Um, no, no, uh... Yeah, she's she's decided that she's not Nicaraguan that she doesn't want to <laughs> that she likes it here because she has uh, her better toys are here. So oh, man. I no, remember no. when she'll go back. She has a she, my she, you know you've been in Nicaragua. She has a nanny Ooh. that um, basically waits on her hand and foot. So she misses that. I think. Mm-hmm. You know my uh, my parents visited Texas when they were looking at a place to move. So I'm I'm from California. Skip. And they said that uh, they couldn't get over the fact that it was so flat. Like in California, you always have mountains yeah. on the horizon. <laughs> and yeah, it gets hot in the Central Valley. It gets hot in Texas too. But they just, it was just so flat, you couldn't gauge your distance traveled. And that, just, that really screwed with their what heads. What you got to know about living in Texas. It's business friendly. Yeah. It's tax friendly. Right? Your money goes far. You don't have... You don't have, we don't have, and here in Austin, we don't have to deal with too many far, far right wing nutbags. We also don't have to deal with that many far left wing nutbags. So, mm. um, nice. That's some equanimity. A friend of mine was wondering if you guys have any, if you're hiring any interns down there. If we hire, have, <laughs> but, you I know, I that will travel between Austin and like Texas. a stable boy. <laughs> I don't think we could afford your health insurance. Uh, I think you, you're, if, uh, you don't have to yeah. pay interns. If you get what? moved to Austin, if your Southwest job moves you to Austin, you're welcome to hang out here as much as you want, Tyler. Can I get a key? We'll, we'll give you a key. My man, I'm putting my transfer in. Uh, dude, my, I have an MRI coming up next week, and I got I get sedated for him for my big pussy. It's going to cost me out of pocket 2500 bucks. Yeah, we're not putting you on our health insurance plan. Holy crap. No, I, I, I keep mine with Southwest. <laughs> Even though it's, it's the first big uh, fucking procedure of the year, so they're going to stick me for it. But, uh. Then you're doing that before before tax season? You got to pay uh, that? You know, I'll, I'll pay 250 up front and then, you know, flip the rest. All right, Tyler, my time is valuable. Do you have any important questions for me? Um. I don't want to hear your medical procedures. <laughs> yeah, so um, <clears throat> with increasing costs, yeah, California, I mean, more expensive than uh, Texas. Minimum wage is 16 bucks, I think, where I am. So uh, change is becoming less and less valuable. What do you guys do with your change? Like our pocket change? Like money? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what do you, what do, you do with it? <laughs> this is my, this is my important question. Cash. 
I have I have twenty dollars that I keep in my pocket. I've been here for now almost a month. I haven't used it once. I actually have a um, I have these gigantic right. Ziploc bags. So I throw all my change in this bucket, and when I fill it up, I just throw it in a Ziploc bag. I probably I don't even know how much is there, but I probably have a couple hundred ten five gallon bags or the big or one gallon bags full of change. That I'm just they're just sitting there collecting. Well, that might buy you one bottle of bourbon. Yeah, so we'll just say it like this. I've reached such a level of success that, that I don't even deal with change anymore. I'll buy them Benji's. Yeah. Hunted. Did you see? You saw the word that's there. What's up? Dude, I. Oh, sorry. Um. Uh. So, Skip, you weren't on earlier. I'm a middle school teacher, but I was talking to this elementary school teacher. This uh, second grade teacher, second or third, said one of her students was upset about something. They just took a dollar bill out and just started ripping it up. It's like, I mean, I'm in Silicon Valley. Like, money means nothing to these kids. Parents give them everything. But, like, I is that baller status? Like, land a cigar with a $100 bill. That's, it's just, that's a... It's actually, just that's stupid. I don't know. <laughs> I think uh, Logic said uh, uh, he was lighting Cubans with $100 bills. If you got $100 bills that you're willing to catch on fire, why wouldn't you give it to somebody who needs something to eat? Well, maybe it's like a $100 bill you found in a stripper's butt. I don't know. Like, I, I wouldn't want to give that to anybody else. I would just want to protect other people. Tyler would pay a dollar a week just to smell it. <laughs> well, Tyler would light a cigar with that one. Give it some extra notes of, uh, <laughs> I don't know, beans. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, All right, Tyler, what's your important question? No, I don't have any important questions. We were just kind yeah, of, we were, uh, you know, uh, I think Dom's a little intimidated over there. <laughs> no, dude. I just have you're the you're the cigar guy, dude. I was gonna ask about I asked about coins. My next question is be about, be about pig about cheese. <laughs> pig cheese. Because I was like one day I was like, why isn't there pig cheese? So I just Google searched it, and I guess it's because it's harder. There's no uh, mechanized equipment no, to not, milk them, so you have to do it by hand, and they're that's violent or I something. In a farrowing house where we milk pigs all the time. Yeah, when no I was way. when I was in high school, I worked on a ranch and. Uh, one of the stints I did was in the on the hog farm, and they have little they have little machines they hook up to the nipples that that uh, sucks the milk out so the piglets <laughs> can get it. You can you can milk right, anything well, with nipples. My limited research. That's true. You milk anything with your hands? Oh my god! Oh wait, no! I just realized so, what you said. Did you guys have more special questions or cigar <laughs> questions? This has gone off the road. Well, first of all, Dom, uh, you don't say I'm the cigar guy with with, with with guys like Skip and Mike. When it's me and you, yeah, not with these two cats, man. Okay, okay. Well, last, okay. Um, explain the the IPCPR deal two years oh. ago. So, uh, two years ago was it was my first IPCPR. Um, I went last year as well, but that's two years ago is when I met Tyler actually at uh, the Romacraft party. So. so Appreciate you guys throwing that because that's uh, what's what sparked this podcast about. Uh, so, yeah, right. you guys are to blame for this. So uh, me and Dom are chilling, you know, and then uh, Mike comes up and says, you know, that's how we're doing. And and uh, Dom's like, yeah, I'm Dom. And, uh, and you are. He's like, oh, I'm Mike Rosales. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then Mike left. And I said, yeah, he's the one fucking foot in the bill for this fucking party. <laughs> and he felt like a fucking idiot. So I, I always yeah, tease him. I, I asked um. I asked like what company you work for or whatever. 
Because I'd only seen Skip on Instagram. Yeah. I haven't seen you. I always tell people I, so, uh, I work from Mike. So. This, this is all you need to know about me is I get shit done. Okay? So, we, uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, you know, listen, I mean, we have a great team here. And um, the less I'm out, the less you know about me, the less you see me, it's good. Like a ninja, assassin. What's funny is most of the retailers know Mike, but they don't know me. And and I guess the consumers know me, but they don't know Mike as much. So, so that's your there you go. Did you know the the word assassin stems or the etymology goes back to the word for hashish users in Arab nice. in the Middle Ages? Yeah, that's a fun fact. All right, that's all I've got. Uh, I'm done. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I think we've wasted our time with talking about reviewers and whatnot. Freaking Tyler. <laughs> oh, have, I, hey, I'm happy you pulled out that baller ass fucking fire pit after I left, though. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't cold enough when you were here. No, it's fucking freezing, man. We couldn't even smoke on the patio. Oh, like 32 degrees out. I, apparently, that thing consumes wood like nobody's business. Yeah. No, I only Tyler I'll, consumes I'll, I'll wood only like nobody's business when we have, when we have uh, good guests. Oh, I, hey, that's, that, that's cool, that, man. That make their bed in the morning. Uh, did you notice I did make my bed the last day? Yeah, I, I, you pointed Dude, it out to make... me, and, and I asked if you wanted some kind of certificate for it or whatever. If you had one handy, I would have, you know, framed it, you know. Well, the last day we actually have to take the sheets off and de- decontaminate them, so. You making I'm the best the last day doesn't really help a Ooh. lot. That's what I was Ooh. Oh, I, I figured you would burn them. Um, yeah. Ty, do you flip your in, underwear inside out after wearing it one day? Uh, no, I've never. Flip it around, get four no, uses out of like it? No, I've ten pair because you never know. You might shit yourself three times in, in fucking one day. So <laughs> that's my uh, – but no, that, that – hey, All that right. Thing, that, that fucking trip worked out perfect because I was in Nicaragua the week before. And I had all my laundry done, so I didn't even have to unpack. I just took my bag and brought it down to Austin. So that worked out. That worked out nice. But um, you still getting in twelve hours of Call of Duty a day? Trying to. You're winning at you're winning at life, Tyler. No, I'm. So so one thing that we'll we will plug while we finish this. Um, we're gonna shoot for sometime in May for we're having our what's the official name? The Pro Magnet Culture. I don't know what it is yet weekend basically we're gonna have a big ass 10th anniversary party here in austin texas and uh we'll have some details coming out soon but we're we're kind of shooting you know uh, end of may first part of june so um that uh so we're making up a a box for 10th anniversary that will have all the grand perfectos in it it will have was it eight different sizes eight different blends in the grand perfecto so anyways more details to come but if anyone ever listens to this podcast, is that gonna? You know, you can uh, follow us for social media to give more details. <laughs> uh, hopefully, so it's gonna be on, a, on weekend, a weekend though, for sure. So we're gonna get dates out here pretty right. quick, but uh, we'll have some live music, some cool. food, cigars, and uh, be a great venue. So, um, so that that is coming up. That's on the horizon. We have TPE coming up here in a couple of weeks, so we'll be there, and then uh, then obviously uh, later on in. Um, probably May, we're going to be releasing our 10th anniversary uh, craft cigar that uh, 10 retailers 
um, will be selected to get that. It's all randomized. And um, Ooh. so but anyway, so there's a lot of cool projects. So the people who do want to know what's going on in the Roman craft, uh, we just spent 30 seconds going over that. So I know a shop in Wisconsin that's up Sick. 158%. It's all randomized, my friend. So it, it, we, we put it in digitizer, and whatever comes out is what comes out. So. Yeah. And uh, tell Skip, I know he's, oh, there he is. I know he's sick of me, but I'm coming back down in March. All right. Well, in two weeks. Austin in March. <laughs> Sounds good, man. All right, guys. All right, thanks a lot, guys. All right. Have a good night. Peace. Yeah. Thanks, yep. Mike. Thanks, Skip. All right, see you guys. Rock and roll. Woo! Yeah!